Money FM 89.3. Best of the evening runway. Culture Club. Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon. It is the only evening runway. I'm Elliot Danker. Time now for Culture Club. Let's talk about flying in Singapore. You'd think that it's something that's reserved for, I don't know, people working in airlines, the military, or maybe even the rich. It's actually possible to get a private pilot's license to fly your own plane as well. Or well, maybe not your plane, but a private plane, uh, one of those propeller types. Aviation isn't just for pilots flying commercial airliners. If you are an aviation enthusiast, you're passionate about taking to the skies, uh, you don't wish to pursue it as a career, why not as a hobby? Or maybe you watch too much Top Gun films. Let's find out a little bit about all of this, you know, with our next guest who has been part of this new era where flight schools are challenging conventions. Uh, He'll tell us about how his flight academy is at the forefront of this change to make controlling an aircraft accessible to individuals from all walks of life. And he is in the studio with me, Faris Iskandar Samat, who is co-founder of Aeroviation. Faris, good afternoon. How are you? Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for having me. Aeroviation is a bit of a mouthful, but uh, I'll try to get that right. Tell me a little bit about the impetus for starting this. All right. So I think it started when I was uh, younger. I've always wanted to learn how to fly. But at that time, there was no avenue. And secondly, cost was also an issue because like what you mentioned, flying is an expensive hobby. Yeah. And I think it all started with my home flight simulator, which I saved money on. <laughs> right. And years later, it led me to flying bigger simulators right. and actual aircraft as well. And then that's when aeroviation developed. So I actually wanted to create a family of aviators where they can just come by, say hi, learn at any age, and of course, keep the cost of learning low. I got a friend who is very passionate about this and he's taken his pilot license. Mm -hmm. Maybe you might know him, maybe you might not, but he talks about it as a passion all the time. I'm curious though, he's in his 40s. Your youngest and oldest participant, what's the range like? All right, so our youngest is seven years old. No way. Yep, yep. And our oldest is 54 years old. Wow. So aeroviation usually runs on three types of programs. Uh, We have the junior aviators, which are primary school, 7 to 12 years old. They come in their little uniforms with their (laughs) ranks and their wings and ties and everything. Uh, We also have the young aviators, which are the youths. So these are secondary school students, which we are preparing them for their licensing because it is a life and death situation up there. Of course. Right? And these aviator programs don't only cover flying, it covers things like air traffic controller, mm. flight planning, ground crew, and so on. And of course, we have the main one, which is the recreational pilot program where our adults train to get their licensing. So what happens is they'll do phase one here in Singapore for their theory and their simulator training before proceeding to Australia for 18 days to obtain their licensing. And I want to ask you this question now. Maybe i throw it back to you. Go for it, yeah, man. What do you think is the youngest age for a participant to fly alone in the actual aircraft and get a license? I don't think it's like... So I'm just guessing. I don't think it's like driving a car. So I'm going... 14, 15? Yeah, hey, you're right. So oh. 15 years old is the one. So we've got a few Sec 3 and Sec 4 Tintin boys. was also hinting to me at the side. Yeah, well, yeah, got it, yeah. And uh, yeah, they are really license holders. So our oldest wow. so far is 54. Nice. Mm. I nearly pursued a career in this in the military. Mm-hmm. Estimatism got in the way. <laughs> I understand. Yep. I am curious about you though. I mean, not everyone gets that chance Correct. as much as we love it in the movies. So how, how did all this shape your journey as an entrepreneur? It began a lot at home uh, with the simulators itself first. Mm. So I think that is where I realized that hey, there's a gap in the market for the young ones, for the low cost and everything. Because I had to learn everything on my own. Things like 
how do I control the radio, weather, flight planning. And the worst thing is I don't know whether I learned it correctly mm. or did I learn it oh, wrongly. It's a computer game, right? Yeah, yeah. correct. Because yeah. I don't have a guidance as well. But I realized that when flying this, it taps a lot on your multitasking skills, okay. situational awareness and decision making, which is a very good skill to be imparted into the young ones or perhaps anyone itself. Okay. So that's when I thought of doing aeroviation and my wife, she's the other co-founder, she asked me a very simple question. She asked, yeah. Yeah. why is there nobody teaching kids? Yeah. Correct. So she's an early childhood educator. Okay. And so we combine both our knowledge together and basically that's how the entrepreneurship happens. Wow. So I'm not much of an entrepreneur, but that's where my wife comes in. Of course. Yep. Yeah. Every yeah. successful man, actually, it's the woman, right? That's yeah. the phrase I hear all the time. <laughs> yes. And yeah, so that's where aerovation began. Wait, when did you get your license? What was that journey like for you personally? Yeah. So like, I think I got it about a few years back, maybe right after NS or before okay. or after poly. So I had to save money mm, for it. Yeah, um, I'm curious about that. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So it is an expense. To fly in Singapore is just quite pricey. Yeah. So I went overseas to Australia itself. Mm. So I had to save for the accommodation, oh, for boy. the flight and everything. But it was worthwhile. Nice views, great <laughs> experiences and accomplishment to, to my dream as well. How long does it take to get one of these licenses? So 18 days, one eight. So I managed to complete it a bit faster. Wait, I can become a pilot in eight. Well, I can't look at my eyes, but I can become a pilot in 18 days? Yes, sir. You can. Yeah. And it's been proven. <laughs> some some got it earlier. Some got it about 15, 14 days. Those who are very inclined in flying there. So with, with well. aeroviation, what's this going to cost me? 18 days. Okay, you guess. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 <laughs> is it possible for me? I've, so I've got astigmatism. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. about my short-sightedness is not that high, but my astigmatism about 200, 250. Mm-hmm, what are mm-hmm. the odds I can I can get a license? What's this going to cost me? Okay, so licensing... Is my dream spoiled? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, it's not. So licensing um, for your eyesight and so on, if you're going to go into the commercial, into military, where having more responsibility, carrying no pilots, yeah. that's going to be an issue. Yeah, but we're going to sure. fly recreational the medical here is equivalent to a car license so as soon as you get a car license you are good to fly and maybe I should throw it out back to you again I like throwing <laughs> questions um, how much do you think it costs for I don't know three months program here in Singapore 18 days in Australia I think it's safe for, uh, five digits uh, it is it, it is. That tends to be the perception true but 99,000 is also kind of like a okay, five digit um, <laughs> 15 Oh, yeah, you're right. So it's about wow, wow, 16.5. Okay. You're okay. on a roll today. Oh, wow. uh, 16.5 for your training here in Singapore, training in Australia, your accommodation, your flight ticket, transport, visa, insurance, everything is included except for food. Hey, that's okay, you know. It's not too bad. That's actually Correct. quite reasonable, not to say easy, but achievable in terms of savings and getting this done. If it's a lifelong goal, I mean, you just said, oh, this is 54. I got I got still a little bit of runway. Wow. I'll be looking out for you. Uh, <laughs> you know what? We should exchange contacts. Uh, I am curious about this one. You, um, you train Singapore's youngest female pilot. I love these sort of stories, right? Young, female. Correct. Making waves in that sense. Tell me about this. Uh, how did it all come about? Yeah, so her name is Hazika. It was great. And I still remember the first time she walked through our doors. Ooh. She was oozing with the interest to fly, to pursue a career in aviation, but she doesn't have any guidance for it. Okay. So that's where we come in. She was remarkable in the sense that she put in a lot of effort to study new subjects, things like aerodynamics, aircraft oh. systems that you don't touch in school. Okay. okay. And on top of that, she has to balance school, CCAs, exams during that period, flight training and personal life as well. 17, wow. Correct. So I remember when she was in Australia, she had to do her first solo. That's when she called me and she was nervous and so on. So we did a bit of talk, you know, managed to prepare for confidence and everything. And she did an amazing job in flying solo and completing her <laughs> licensing as well. 
So I think we at Aerovation together with her family are very, very proud of her achievement. And I think it's an inspiration to the woman in aviation. Yeah, actually even beyond that, even for children or young people, Correct. what are your thoughts on this? You know, shaping a young people or young children's passion for flying, is it a passion? Is it is it an interest? Or is it something? Because, you know, Singapore, there tends to be, well, are you going to make this a career or not? That's true. Do you look beyond that Do you, when you talk to them? Yep, so... For me and my wife, we uh, we fully believe that the young ones are the future of our country and we should do something to, to guide them as much. So in our case, it will be the aviation sector. And we also strongly believe that if a student or a young one has a genuine target to reach in their life, it will drive them to do better in every aspect, okay. be it, you know, school, personal development right. and so on. Right. So learning to fly as well is an all-rounded skill that an individual can apply okay. to jobs, applications okay. in life. And the young ones, what we want to touch on is actually their school studies. Okay. So when they apply the knowledge of flying to practical sessions like their simulators, they finally understand what they learn from school being applied to real-life applications. Okay, any chance you could give me an example? I'm trying to connect the dots here. Okay, so for example, we will talk a bit more jargonish. Mm, jargonish sure, is sure. a word, yeah? So, um, we'll, we'll make it a word. <laughs> <laughs> so for example, to calculate weight and balance, you've got to learn things like moment, force times, distance and everything. Wow, that so, takes me back, okay? Yeah, okay. correct. So I think that was in sec 2 or sec 3 when we learned I that. <laughs> right, so back in my time, when I was, why am I learning this, watching this seesaw going up and down? But then... When they apply it to actual flying, it's something of interest. And, oh, that's what my teacher was trying to talk about. So it's useful after all. Correct. would be that eureka moment in their Correct. head. Correct. Wow. What do you say to the casual participant? Someone who's just looking to pick up an extra interest, like they mm-hmm. can afford like golf like that. What would you say to them when it comes to getting a feel for flying? I understand. So we do have casual participants that come in just to fly for fun. So then they'll fall under our flight experiences. So what happens is they'll fly in our Cessna 172, that's a single propeller aeroplane. Mm. So the instructor will teach you and your partner for the first 20 minutes and then the remaining 40 minutes you have to fly alone. And you guys have to complete challenges around the world. Now bear in mind, these challenges can never be done in real life but it can be done in a simulator. So for example, things like flying under the Eiffel Tower, flying the Grand Canyon, so, again, this is all illegal in, in, in real life flying. Yeah, but it's a simulator, so it's okay, Correct. right? So, wow. it's to generate fun and also to test them on their flying skill in such a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, it's still quite scary, right, when you're, when you're handed the reins and you have to take over that plane. Correct. Any chance, I mean, this is an interesting world, the world of flying, right? Any chance you've coached, I don't know, like a celebrity or someone famous? Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, we do. We ah. do. Uh, so I think one of it is Minister Masagots itself. Nice. Uh, he did his landing. He's just very nice, man. I've, I've spoken to him before. Correct, which is amazing. We had a few more actors and actresses like Chef Bob. Oh. Um, the Baihaki fam Hosian Leong came uh, ah. and got a good scream with him. <laughs> and so on. Uh, Gamit Singh was supposed to come, but okay, I think COVID okay. hit and then... And wow! It didn't happen, but then uh, influencers like Jade Rasif and so on, they, right. they came by. Right. And, yeah, so it's fun to have them around. Um, what's next for Aeroviation? So currently we are now expanding to a bigger facility in okay. Kalang uh, with more classrooms and more simulators to come. Of course, this comes with more aviation programs, collaboration with industry partners and... More importantly, to have more activities for our aviation family itself mm. so we can have a meet-up and just learn from each other. So stay tuned, guys. It's kind of niche, right, when you look at this hobby, industry, job, 
is it difficult in terms of marketing and getting more students on board? I know your wife had this idea of, of mm-hmm. teaching more students. So obviously a nice outreach program is available. Correct. Have you faced any personal challenges in, in get garnering interest? It is. It also, I think, comes with seasons. So for example, in this current time period, exams are of course a priority. Okay, okay. So, they we won't have much intakes, but so you've got to plan finances a bit. Correct, now. correct. Yeah. And then the major intake will actually be in January itself, where people are looking for new programs. So uh-huh. usually, this kind of unique programs, because it's such a niche market, people will come flooding. So, for example, this year itself, we plan to open two batches. Okay. In the end, we open up four. Wow. Okay. And then we'll open up another three for the youth class. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. There is interest out there. You'll be amazed by how much these kids know yeah, with yeah. YouTube around, Google yeah, and so yeah. on. Yeah. So I got students asking me, so how does an instrument lending system work? What? And I'm like, Whoa. how are you at your age knowing about <laughs> instrument lending systems? Yeah. That's beyond interest already. Correct. You know? That's, that's more than passion. Wow, amazing. And it helps that they have these uh, youth flying clubs as well. Correct. Right? That does help spread the word. Correct. Okay, personal question, Faris. Uh, you're a recreational pilot. Correct. Tell me your best experience mm-hmm. and tell me what's on your bucket list. Okay. So uh, my best experience, I don't really say it's best. So this is what happened. Okay, this, I'm just going to adjust my seat. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> like so, you're in the cockpit. Yeah, in the cockpit, right? <laughs> so me and my instructor, we were flying from one airport to another airport in Australia. Okay. Uh, we are flying a single propeller aeroplane and he decided to give me a simulated engine failure, which means he just pulls back on the throttle and I have to find a spot to land. No issues. Okay. Recovered nicely. So we were climbing, we were simulating an approach to land in a field and then we go back up into the air. Yeah. Clear skies, no turbulence and then Suddenly, wham, we were hit by a very heavy turbulence. What happens was me and my instructor smashed our head on the rooftop. Maps were flying from the pocket everywhere. Wow. Our sheets were slanted and headsets were yeah, all Yeah, because slanted. your plane's going up and down during turbulence. Correct. Oh, but in this case, there wasn't any signs of turbulence. It was just a sudden drop palm like that. Wow. And got a bit yeah, dizzy, glad I'm alive. How do you recover from that? Um, I guess you just have to fly. There was a moment of... Uh, there was a panic for a few I know, seconds. I, I know people who have had who have gone through turbulence recreationally mm-hmm. on, on these big jet planes. Correct. And then after that, they have cold sweat when they're on a plane, but they want to go travel and they still can't get over it. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, I, I did sweat as well, <laughs> yeah, but I managed to recover from okay. it. Okay. Yeah, so I think uh, moving on, the bucket list I've always wanted to do was to fly around the world in a single propeller aeroplane to view it from a different perspective. But I think as of now, a more feasible timeline will be to fly around Australia first, mm. maybe. Yeah. Wow, we will wish you luck on that and Thank certainly you, look forward to hearing about it. It's been a great conversation. Thank you for dropping by. I've been speaking with Faris Iskandar Samad, who is the co-founder of Aeroviation. Thank you again. Take care. Thank you, sir. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.